0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: And let me tell you, here's what we're talking about. Newsweek published a fake article. Not What what did John in Toronto say it was? I, I don't know. It was a fake news article. It didn't happen. They said the president was going to be tweeting and golfing on Thanksgiving. No, he ended up being with the troops an unannounced trip to Afghanistan Newsweek has terminated that reporter Is that refreshing? Is that something we're going to see more of in the future or is this a rarity? You're not going to see you're not going to see anyone get punished for I don't know, fabricating stories, in sources. No, it'll be the same old same old. This is just one rare occurrence and the economy can the president ride the economy to re-election in 2020? And what do Democrats have to do to attract those voters who like the economy, but don't like the president? 8030930 star 930. All right, let's go to Pete in Ontario. Pete, good morning.
2: Hey, I know when you're sitting there, you can't really, it's hard for you to go back and my friend, little Johnny there. Johnny, you're not a smart man. You're somebody that's not bright. You follow the the train of of left-wing talking points. 149 regulations dropped in the first quarter when Trump got in. Mr. Obama said that, that the new norm of GDP was 2%. Okay, all right, let's also look at the worker participation rate. That's about a 20% difference. Exact, exact figures. I'm in my car right now, Johnny B. Boy. And Mr. Vindman, by the way, was talking his feelings, not fact. And I'll tell you what, there's absolutely no question that if, 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 if somebody like Kasich came in, and you think that, uh, that Romney would have done the same things, that, that Trump did, you are so mistaken. And obviously when you go in and you criticize the, 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 the conservative base that calls into the station, you're only doing it with liberal talking points. You're not actually good getting out there and finding out the facts. Because right off the top, Mr. Obama said the new norm was 2%. To stand down America when it comes to, to, to world trade and such that we were going to be now uh, uh, working internationally instead of trying to take care of the nation itself and working to to bring back all sorts of of great, uh, you know, the economy, let's face it. Did we ever figure there would be Factories reopening again? Did we ever think of clean coal, coal fired plants being juiced up again? John's the same guy, all right, that would want the Paris Accord to go through also knowing that China wouldn't have to deal on the same level for 20 years because they'd blame it on the, you know, the, the U.S. had the Industrial Revolution, so they had, a, you know, they had a, a leg up. So 20 years, that was fine with them. You know, this, this man's a disgrace. Look, I'm so sick of the left and the way they're able to get into people's heads that only dabble in listening to politics
1: and, and world affairs. That is such a, a shame, isn't it? It really is, Pete. And like you said, I mean, all the things that, made, that happened during the Obama administration, all the regulations passed that made it difficult for jobs to be successful in America, and Trump comes in, he says, we do away with this stuff. Stuff that, by the way, President Obama said jobs we would never see in this country again. Well, they're here and they keep on coming back.
2: Manufacturing in the United States, when it comes to basic manufacturing, you know, screw tops and, and wing nuts and things, what, we're never coming back. We actually have tool and die people now where a lot of this stuff was put out to China, if not everything, striking up those machines again after 20 years, finding local contracts, you know, st- you know scraping up, you know, because the w- union wiped out a lot of that. Now these people are starting back up without the union. They're creating their own unions from within. Treat their own employees like great Americans. Look, Norma Ray with textiles in the the early 1900s brought unions, and rightfully so. But now we have the unions setting up contracts when one is successfully you know, push through, they start up all over again. That has now all been pushed back, thank God, to right-to-work states, I know I'm kind of bouncing around, but none of that be available without Trump. This woman from Newsweek will be, obviously, lost her job, what a shame, she'll be hired by another left-wing, and she'll be patted and stand and applause when she walks in to the new left-wing, uh, you know, a newspaper, online, uh, what she, whatever she's going to be doing.
1: Alright, Pete, before we go, uh, and it's great to see all those manufacturing jobs back in the States. But before I let you go, Joe Biden, did you hear the clip I played earlier? No, I just turned it on when I was graced with John from Toronto, the moron. All right, Pete, listen to this and then tell me what you think of is ahead for Joe Biden's presidency, uh, or I'm sorry, his campaign. Here's what Joe Biden said in a campaign speech over the weekend. And by the way, you
2: know, I sit on the stand and it get hot. I got a lot of, I got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down so it was straight. And then watch the hair come back up again. They'd look at it. So I learned about roaches. I learned about kids jumping on my lap.
1: And I've loved kids jumping on my lap. I mean, he's just saying gibberish, Pete.
2: Oh, my God. Hey, listen to this. And I'm still saying it right now. Uh, you know, we know that the inspector the, the General's report is coming out on Friday. We're already hearing it's going to be, you know, really tamped back. John Uber is, uh, Uber and uh, John Durham are not going to have anything out till the new year. So I'm going to tell you right off the top, he's done. We all know he's done. But the only chance is to get some kind of cult following to go against Trump where they can make up, bring all these people that never voted for the young kids that just turned 18, so on and so forth. And the only one that's going to do that, and I keep on saying is Michelle Obama. She's the only one that will bring out what else? Bloomberg's not going to happen. Like, you know, that's the only chance they have is to have a freak show and get uh, get Michelle Obama. And there you go, Johnny. There you go, John. You'd sure like that, wouldn't you? That'd help the
1: Canadian economy, wouldn't it? There go, Johnny. Eight hey, to go. All right, Pete, thanks for uh, kicking off the week, man. We'll talk to you soon. Pete in Ontario, always a good call. You know what? We're going to blow the clock up here and take one more call before the break because Andrew in Hamburg has been hanging on a long time. So, Andrew, the floor is yours.
3: Thanks, Joe. I just want to um, send my condolences out to John. I hope he's like in his safe space or something like that, because I know everybody's hating on him. Um, when he mentioned John Kasich for a uh, possible nominee, that's when I kind of like lost my appetite for my lunch. Cause that just kind of sums up, um, you know, his type of thinking, but I hope he's well out there. Uh, hopefully he stays in Canada, just votes for Justin Trudeau and blackface up there. Um, but you know, I'm a millennial. Um, I work with a bunch of them, uh, a bunch of young people and, uh, They just, they don't get it. They don't watch the news. Their source of news is whatever comes up on their Snapchat, on their YouTube. And we know, you know, I don't know if there's news on Instagram. I don't have it. But um, that's all they get their talking points from. They don't understand, you know, how good the economy is. I've actually heard some people that I work with say, like, how are we supposed to do that in this economy, you know, in present day? And I'm just like, do you not know how good it's going, how low unemployment is, but all they know is just. They hate Trump. They hate everything he stands for. But they just they don't know why it's just been force fed down their throat for the past, you know, two, three years, even before um, he was elected president. They just know they hate him. And um, he could come out and give everybody a million dollars and they would complain that they didn't get two.
1: Yeah. Oh, it is a, a hatred. And like you said, Andrew, they'll say things like this economy and they'll point to Trump, but not knowing. Wait a minute. This is one of the best economies in present uh, one of the best economies we've had and they're they're blaming him for it not being good enough.
3: Yeah, and they I mean they'll never get that that information from CNN, MSNBC if they were to even um, turn on the channel they I mean they probably all cut the cord at this point and they don't get um the news channels on their Hulu and their Netflix. So
1: Yeah, like you said, it's it's the Snapchat stories that they uh sponsor or feature on your main Snapchat page. And it's all from places like now, this like CNN, I mean, it's all left-wing organizations that they're getting their quote news from.
3: Yeah. And I mean, there's no point in uh, talking to them. I, I, you know, 99.9% of the time stray away from politics at work. It just, you know, it's just one of the things you probably shouldn't talk about that religion, abortion, like kind of stay away from that at work. Um, I like these people, um, sometimes their politics make me want to vomit, but just overhearing their conversations, um, you know, like I said, if um, no, any, anything could happen tomorrow, Trump could cure cancer. They would complain he didn't cure HIV and AIDS, and uh, they're just not going to vote for him. I know conservatives, or, you know, so-called conservatives um, that would just never vote for him because of, you know, his Twitter rants and, and how he talks. But, you know, that's just I think that's just how people talk in general, you know, maybe hold your politicians a little bit higher standard. But then when you got Rashida Tlaib coming out and saying, let's impeach this mf they probably never even heard that quote because, you know, they don't watch the news, but they didn't think anything of that. They thought it was great when she came out and used, you know, something, you know, so, uh, you know, violent. Why would a politician say something like that? But they had nothing to complain about. If that same phrase came out of Trump's mouth, you know, he would, you know, they'd, they'd bring him to the stockade and, you know,
1: want to hang him. So, And. and- well said, Andrew. It, it is the things he says on Twitter. Now, I've, I've been one to say some of the tweets, I think, are unnecessary. I wish he didn't tweet as much. But you're right. Some of the things he tweets are the way we talk to each other when we're not at work, you know, when I'm not on the air. And everyone looks at it like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he said that. But you know you've had that conversation. Just point to any one of his tweets. And you can say, yeah, you know, in private, I've probably, had, I've probably said those things to somebody.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, just being a guy like I get it. Some of the stuff, maybe maybe tone it back. But I feel like that's how he won the election. You know, he just he said what was on his chest. He tweeted it. Um, I don't think if it wasn't for Twitter, if if it wasn't for Twitter, I don't think he would have been uh, elected president. So I say keep going. You know, um, anybody can say anything they want about him, true or untrue. The second he fires back and defends himself, defends his party, the first time somebody defended you know, the conservative party and the conservative voters, and God knows how long. Um, Usually, you know, they just lay down and take it and then come go on an apology tour after. He finally says what what he means, and and I love that. Um, Rough around the edges, that's perfectly fine with me. He stands up for the troops. Um, I was in the military under Obama. You know, say what you will about that, but I wish, you know, he was my president when when I was serving. We would have got the funding. Um, He would have stood up for like guys like Eddie Gallagher and stuff like that that are getting— Um, vilified by the media because they they did what you need to do to win a war maximum speed maximum violence and the the um you know the media and the left wing they just want to put those guys in jail for the rest of their life when they're doing exactly what we need to do and now we have a president pulling these guys out of jail for being you know war fighters and heroes so
1: well andrew thank you for the call and thank you for your service man Thank you, Andrew in Hamburg opens up a line for you eight oh three oh nine thirty star nine thirty. Let's go to Brenda in Buffalo. Brenda, good morning.
4: Good morning, Joe. How are you,
1: Brenda? I'm doing well. What do you got for us this morning?
4: Okay, for, I got it all written down, so I'm gonna read it. Okay, for his election, I I believe he's gonna get it. I, I I didn't vote for him. I'm a Democrat, and I don't always agree with the Democrats, but I'm I didn't know, <laughs> I don't. You know, I have my thing about him, but I believe he's going to get it based on popularity and not economy. Next, about the firing of that writer, I believe, I said no. I don't believe anybody should lose their job. I'm a thing. I have problems with people losing their jobs, I think, because they put them back out into the roles, and then, therefore, we have to pay for them whether they go on welfare, whether they collect unemployment, we have to somehow support them until they do get other jobs. I think they used her as an example. And I really feel, like you said, he says, she says he would be tweet, tweet, golfing, and more. The and more, why does it have to be negative? He went to Afghanistan. So he did more. So as, as far as surveys are concerned, they're biased. They are just as biased as equal opportunity hiring because it's based on who is actually surveyed, and who actually gets surveyed. I don't see any, I don't see the economy, I don't see any more money in my pocket that was in it six years ago. So really, I can't see where economy has went up with him being in office.
1: But you do see the the unemployment numbers at an all-time low, and that does include the real unemployment. The stock market is surging. And here in New York, there was a, There was a law passed for a separate tax, so we're not seeing as much of the federal benefit that most of the country is seeing.
4: Well, to me, I I really don't see – I see more people out begging and more people out asking for money. I I still feel it's according to what section of population that they're uh, surveying and who they're really looking at. Because uh, on the east side of Buffalo, I see a number of people not working.
1: Now, Brenda, I have to ask you, who do you think from the Democrat side could give Trump the best run for his money?
4: I really haven't to be honest, and I'm gonna be really be honest, I I was listening to the show and I said I gotta focus more on the people that are running. I do like Joe Biden, even though he might speak just off the top of his head. I feel I feel he has experience that's what the White House is about, but however, I can't really say it in stone until I really look at him and and uh, and listen. I, I was uh, Hillary. I was for Hillary before Hillary. I was for the other guy who dropped out. I can't remember, you know, senior moments. I, I can't remember who it was.
1: Bernie Sanders.
4: Yes, I was for him. But uh, I, I figured that she had more experience being in politics and working alongside with certain things with her husband, uh, Trump. I think he'll get it based on, pop. however, I don't see much that his wife is doing. She doesn't seem like she's really into to a lot of things, as I've seen other presidential wives into.
1: Well, I think Melania has been part of the uh, anti-bullying campaign, and she also has recently gotten the White House ready for Christmas and to look all festive for the upcoming holiday. Nice. All right, Brenda, thank you so much for calling. Don't be a stranger to the show.
4: Oh, I'm not. I always call in. Thank you. All
1: right, Brenda. Thank you so much. That's Brenda in Buffalo opening up a line for you, 803-0930, star 930. Let's take one more before the break, and let's go to CJ in Kenmore. CJ, good morning.
5: Good morning. Um, the gentleman from Toronto. John. John, thank you. Um, he's ho- obviously been doing his homework because his facts were spot-on correct, regardless if you're left or right. Um, Obama inherited a huge mess, and he corrected it. Trump just built on Obama's economy, and Trump could probably win some more fans if he just showed a little appreciation. And um, as far as I know, this country wasn't founded on the economy. Um, And the other subject, the impeachment hearings, are not any different from any others. Trump and his attorneys have been invited, but they have declined. Um,
1: CJ, can I ask you uh, back on um, the economy? Uh, During the Obama administration, he passed a lot of regulations that made certain jobs uh, not profitable and have to move overseas.
5: Yeah, but when he got into office... What was, uh, I mean, he he got into office after the crash of 2008, and that was a huge mess. So when he left office, the unemployment rate was, I don't know, 4.3 or 4.9 or something like that. So Trump was just riding on his coattails. And it would have been nice if he showed some appreciation for that.
1: Well, CJ, that's obviously your opinion, but the the stock market did not show the progress during the Obama administration that it, it has shown in three years of the Trump administration.
5: Well, what's the stock market doing for people that are making $15 an hour? It's not affecting their lives.
1: Depends who you're working for.
5: Well, if you're working for $15 an hour stock market's not going to make a big difference in your life
1: no but if you're working for 15 dollars an hour and your company's stock tanks you might not have a job hey cj thanks for the call that's cj in kenmore opening up a line for you hey we got to take a break we'll be back call from mom answer it call silenced instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy To laugh and call him name. all right the final stretch here at news radio 9 30 wben joe beamer with you sandy beach will be back tomorrow 9 a.m refreshed and ready to go here on wben we are talking about two things newsweek firing the reporter who published an article saying the president would be spending Thanksgiving golfing and tweeting. In turn, he was in Afghanistan with the troops. Uh, is that refreshing? Do you see more punishment for fake news articles, or is this gonna be pretty rare? Also, the economy. Can the president ride the economy to a 2020 reelection? And what can Democrats do to attract those voters who like the economy but might not like the president. 803-0930, Star 930, Greg and Chafee. Greg, good morning. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You, you got it, Greg. What do you got for us? The guy
7: in Toronto uh, doesn't like fake news, obviously, because he um, also who doesn't like his fake facts, I don't, uh, he, people soon forget. Obama increased the national debt, now they're worried about it, more than every other president combined. Uh, to the caller that you just had, the lady, how does $15 an hour, those people, those, anybody working that has an IRA, a retirement, a traditional pension plan, that's all invested in the stock market that's helping them. And people soon forget that Obama also had those shovel-ready jobs. It was $880 billion, And then when there was an accounting for it, uh, he says, I guess there wasn't so many, and they didn't find out where it went. And you know, nobody still knows where it went. Uh, he ruined the health care. A lot of people lost their plans that were individual accounts, lost their doctors. Um, I, I, uh, the impeachment, you had somebody talk about the impeachment. It hasn't been the same. The other ones, they made up the rules before. Both sides, both sides didn't make up these rules. He could, they couldn't have witnesses. The, uh, the Republicans, they couldn't have lawyers. Um, Adam Schiff was pre-screening their questions and requests for uh, for um, people to testify. Uh, <laughs> people forget. This is a great time right now. You might not like the way he talks. I do. He's straight talker the way I talk to people. Um, as far as that uh, woman getting fired, uh, they're supposed to check out their stories. So good. Like the other one said, she'll get another job someplace else uh, because the economy is good. Um, and the Democrats, I hope they just continue what they're doing because uh, I want them to lose
1: yeah i you know that that's a it's a question i threw in there greg but i know these democrats in 2020 can't adapt a plan that would continue trump's economic success well look at what they've done
7: since they've been in they haven't passed one bit of legislation just the impeachment hearings and the, the russian hearings and uh that sort of thing
1: they haven't gotten anything done for their constituents they have wasted our time and our tax dollars
7: yes they have and i just uh the um the health care uh how many people don't like that how many people lost their doctors how many people couldn't afford the new affordable health care act uh i mean the list goes on and all of a sudden oh the economy uh, obama saved it and trump's riding it we needed a businessman. He, like you had mentioned, he cut those taxes. He, uh, he uh, cut the regulations. Um, the magic wand that Joe Biden talks about, apparently Trump found it and waived it. And man- like you had previously mentioned, manufacturing is coming back. Um, the, the business sentiment is at an all-time high. I mean, I don't know what these people want or what they remember or don't remember.
1: Thank you. Greg, thank you so much for the call. That's Greg and Chafee opening up a line for you. Eight oh three oh nine thirty. Cheryl in Lockport is next. Cheryl, good morning.
0: Good morning, Joe. Love the Christmas tunes. Oh, thank you, Cheryl. I just think that's really great. They should do more of that on this on the station.
1: I will pass it on. Thanks.
0: You know, I I the woman that did the fake news. You know, because I realized somebody else had to proofread her stuff before it went on.
1: Oh, yeah. Someone else is just as guilty for letting it get to the point it was published.
0: And they should have gotten
1: fired. I think if you're going to fire the reporter, I don't disagree with firing the reporter, but I agree that publisher or that editor should have also been fired.
0: Yes, they should have. They should have because they're they're really more responsible.
1: Cheryl, what do you think about the uh, Trump and the economy?
0: I think he's doing a great job. Well,
1: oh, I do too. Do you see a Democrat being able to challenge him on the economy, or is it just going to be on his personality?
0: I don't think you're going to see a Democrat be able to challenge him. That uh- new guy coming on, um, what's his name? What was the mayor of New York City?
1: Michael Bloomberg.
0: Yeah. I don't think I like him at all.
1: No, I really don't think he's in it to win it. I mean, the guy won't be on a ballot till Super Tuesday. I think he just despises Trump so much. He wants to be able to advertise at his will under the disguise of a campaign.
0: Right. But I have a question, though. Um, I listened to that man from Canada. John. John. Yes, John. Where did he get this information from?
1: Uh, probably. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't live in Canada. But I'm guessing if we think the media here is liberal, I can only imagine what it's like in Ontario.
0: Because when I heard him say that he really did that stuff with that
1: guy from the UK, I'm like, what? Yeah. I mean, and they... I think they, he would lie to us. They take... He takes everything... That is thrown, and, and this is most Democrats, they'll take what is thrown at them on CNN and they'll apply it as fact. Oh,
0: this is so not okay.
1: Well, Cheryl, uh, thanks for the call, and we will get more of that music for you. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Thank you, Cheryl. From Lockport to South Buffalo, Dave, you're on. Hi. Hi. Um-
8: Most people, including uh, Rush Limbaugh, said Biden wouldn't uh, get into the race because he was too old and he made too many gaffes. I, on the other hand, said uh, not only would Biden get into the race, but he would be a legitimate threat to Trump. Um, I'm tired of people like you and Tony and Sandy saying uh, Trump will win because of the economy. You're all wrong because you don't understand how Democrats vote. Democrats vote for bad economic policies all the time. Just look at New York and California. Uh, The reason Biden is a a legitimate threat is not because he's the best candidate. He's a legitimate threat because of the way Democrats vote. Democrats vote as a solid block, and and they vote as a solid block for the candidate they are given. If they are given Biden, they will vote for Biden. And right now, Democrats are united by one thing, their hatred for Trump, not the economy.
1: But Dave, is that going to get independents and Democrats that voted for Trump the first time? I think we lost Dave in South Buffalo. That would be the question. I understand where Dave's coming from. Yes, Democrats who hated Trump in 2016, And the ones that you see nonstop posting on Facebook about how awful Trump is? No, those people aren't going to vote for Trump. And yes, they'll vote for Joe Biden. They'll vote for Elizabeth Warren. They'd vote for my parents' dog if it ran for election. Okay? But that's not who the Trump campaign is banking on to get reelected. And that's not what we mean when we say the economy will propel him to re-election. Those Democrats in Michigan, in Wisconsin, who voted for Trump in 2016, I would argue 95% of them, if not all of them, will vote for Trump again. Independents that voted for Donald Trump in 2016, if they voted for what he was running on, they will vote for him again in 2020. To me, that's really clear. And I'm not the most intelligent person out there, but to me, that's clear. The president won on the issues of the economy, on bringing jobs back to America, as Pete said, that hadn't been here in 20 years, and on securing the border. Well, he has acted on all of those things. So it's a tough argument to say a Democrat who in 2016 voted for Trump because they were out of work If they are now back to work, I don't see them filling in that circle for anyone else but Donald Trump. And that's why myself, Tony, and Sandy say, yes, the economy, the main thing he ran on, will get him reelected in 2020. I'd like to know what you think. We have one segment left 803 0930 star 930. If you're on hold, we'll get to you after the break. It's Joe in for Sandy. One more segment after this. Joe Beamer with you in for Sandy Beach for about five more minutes. You know the topic, so let's get to the calls. We'll go with Chris in Tonawanda. Chris, good morning. Hi, Joe. How are you? Chris, I'm doing well. What do you got for us this morning?
6: Well, I'd just like to just real real quick, just kind of go over a few things, make a few points. Uh, I'll start with almost the last call in a way, or maybe it was two calls ago. People making $15 an hour. It's not meant to, you know, you're, you're not supposed to work at fast food and expect to make a living and support a family from it. Go to school, get a degree, learn a trade. You don't even have to go get a four-year degree. You go to trade school. Uh, I'll jump around to a few quick points here. The unemployment rate under Obama, yeah, it did go down. It's called people dropping out of the workplace and going on welfare. He added more people to the welfare and food stamp rolls than any other president. And it's not because he inherited it; it's because he regulated businesses out of business. And the people in and, and Trump, on the other hand, we have almost six million fewer people on welfare than when he took office. And 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 for people to say he and in, Trump inherited Obama's economy. So what did Obama do? If you ask them what regulation or what law or what did Obama do, what, saved GM, like the first year of his presidency, and it finally kicked in nine years later? That's all it took for the Obama economy to start working with nine years? The, and, and, and people in New York in general, look around. They, they, they don't see any uptick in the jobs or people getting better jobs. Because we're in a blue state like California, we're bleeding taxpayers that don't want to be here and businesses because of the regulations.
1: And that's about all I have to say today, Joe. Hey, Chris, well said. And like you said, it's funny that now all of a sudden we should be giving Obama the credit for nothing that happened during his eight years and also something he said would never happen. I'll repeat, it's very tough to give that man credit after he said, things we see happening never happen.
6: So real quick, and then the last point, Joe, so does that mean that if the economy goes bad next year, is it still the Obama economy?
1: It's a good point. No, that'll be uh, Trump's fault and a heck of a campaign slogan. Yeah. All right, Chris, thanks for the call. Let's go to Paul in Kenmore. Paul, good Morning. Good morning. What do you got for us today, Paul?
8: Uh, basically, the only thing I have is uh, um, I'm an independent, and uh, I voted for Trump. Uh, vote for him again. Um, the only thing that Obama did was get out of the way, and that's a good thing.
1: Yeah, Paul, it is. Uh, do you see any of those t- uh, Democrats being able to challenge him on the economy in 2020?
8: Well, like the one caller said, they're going to all vote in the block no matter what. Um, I know people that will do that. It doesn't matter who they are. Uh, and all these candidates have nothing to offer.
1: All right. Hey, Paul. Thanks for the call. That's Paul in Kenmore. Wrapping up this show, like I said, tomorrow, Sandy Beach will be back. He was on a five-day vacation. Definitely worth it. Definitely well-deserved. Can't wait to have Sandy back here tomorrow. 9 o'clock, 9 to noon, fill us in on how his Thanksgiving was. I hope all of you had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you're taking advantage, if you didn't, of the Thanksgiving Day or the Black Friday deals today on Cyber Monday. As we mentioned at the start of the show, some great deals out there. Hope you're taking advantage of them. I've been looking at them. I'll definitely uh, look around This afternoon, see what deals Amazon has out there, Target, all of them, Uh, should be interesting. Like I said, Apple products at Target, up to 50% off. So take a look, take advantage of this Cyber Monday. And I also have to say, like I always do after a string of shows, it has been an absolute pleasure filling in the last three days, Wednesday, Friday, and today. Always fun, always fun to do. Blair, Nate, John, we had a heck of a team on the other side of the glass. Thank you, fellas, for uh, sitting in, filling in on such short notice. Sandy's back tomorrow. I hope everyone has a great day. I don't know what I was going to say. I'm sure it wasn't funny at all. We'll see you soon. Time for Baggerman in the News.